Welcome to Red Zone DFS. Vinny, Jimmy, tonight we are still one man short. We've got our man down in Central America. Uh, Joey Levine is still uh, stuck behind enemy lines in Colombia. Uh, he had uh, the positive uh, COVID test, and they won't let him leave. So uh, he's he doing no, okay. He um, no make it on plane. Yeah, he no make it on plane. Um, <laughs> he tried to be on uh, the Wi-Fi where he's at. Little bit spotty. Little we tried. Little bit spotty. We um, tried. But yeah, it, it's okay. So look, we're at week 17. Normally this would be a throwaway week, but new rules. We're playing an extra week this year, which I love. And there's a lot of competition. Barely anything is really locked up. Few teams have guaranteed themselves um, playoff spots. You know, I think Dallas is the only Dallas and Tampa Bay are the only two who, who have secured their division wins so far. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff wide open. Wild cards. Uh, there, a lot of people need to have this game. So the great part is, is you're not going to get people resting early. We got 14 games on the slate. Um, there's no, they're kind of heating way to college football. So here we go, Vinny. What, what are you liking so far? What do you, what jumps out to you about this week? Yeah. I mean, obviously a huge slate, right? Like, so I think the one thing that's great about these, I think huge. there's pluses and minuses. Uh, huge is, uh, you know, you're not going to get too much chalk, right? You don't have to play really that game too much, uh, which obviously can affect or, you know, make a negative impact on like who you play and getting your brain on that one. But I think you can avoid that because it's going to be so spread out this week. Um, I think the challenge is, right, it's a huge slate, right? So you're going to want to get a piece of everything. Um, you know, it's fine to go a little bit more thin than you typically would, I guess, in your player pool. But at the same time, like, you don't want a gigantic player pool. Stick to the guys that you kind of believe in, draw a line in the sand, and and just go for it, right? I mean, that's just how we always win. You know, last week when we bet big on Burrow, that paid off well. Um, some weeks it doesn't, but if you're going to play tournaments, that's how that's how you got to roll, right? So, yeah, um, I mean, the the thing I like about these larger slates is that, especially like at the quarterback position, you don't really have to worry about ownership. Yeah, um, it doesn't seem, you know, knock on wood. There hasn't been a ton of guys testing positive and out because of COVID. Yeah. Um, I think everyone's starting to become a little bit more sensitive um, as, you know, not going out as much, maybe just kind of staying around their family a little bit more. Um, so that way they're not at risk of testing positive. Um, they did, the NFL did change their guidelines where it's only a five day quarantine if somebody does test negative or test positive. Um, so guys that tested positive on like Monday still have a chance to play that week. It's just not an automatic out. Um, yep. it also gives the opportunity for some guys who were out last week that were unvaccinated, like Gabe Davis and a few other players, they've now made it off the COVID reserve list and they're available to play. Right. right. So I think, yeah, I, I really like kind of where we're going this week with everything. Um, I, I have a pretty good idea of where, you know, I kind of want to go, yeah. um, but I'll let you kick it off with stacks, Vinny. Who who are you looking at? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna do my best this week not to overthink things, right? Yes. Like you said, the best teams are still very much in it in our teams that need to win. Um, so I, I'm gonna stick to what I know, you know, 16 yep. weeks through the season. And up top, I, I'm going to Josh Allen uh, if I'm going up there. Um, he gets Atlanta in this matchup. Uh, he's shown Gucci. just. He's shown just to be an absolute juggernaut of a fantasy player, right? Like, yep. When it's not clicking, he can still find ways to produce points on the, you know, with his legs. He can kind of will it to happen, no matter what. Not like Atlanta's, you know, a challenging defense necessarily or anything. But um, I like the fact that they have a limited running game. I don't want to say non-existent, but it's pretty non-existent. Um, yeah. He gets his weapons back this week, you know, with with Beasley and Davis uh, to pair, obviously, with – I don't know if Sanders is going to play, but you get him with Diggs, you get him with Knox. Like, he's going to have his full arsenal here at home. Um, I love this matchup for Josh Allen. Yeah, I mean, I really like the fact that he that they've kind of taken the training wheels off, so to speak, right? Yeah. He's running again. And I think that they just – they're at the point in the season where, like, he just has to, right? They're in well, must-win games. Yeah, I mean, dude, know, they're nine and six. Like they're not. I know. They're, they're fourth right now. Like, 
I don't know. Like, you know, they could lose this division to New England, right? Um, and hell, Miami's charging. Like, they could be a wild card team if well, they don't win yeah, this game. Yeah, I mean, look, a lot of people mid-year were saying, like, hey, really starting to question, like, hey, is Josh Allen, like, the guy that is going to help me win my fantasy championships in Week 17? Right. He, you know, he's be, they're being kind of conservative with him. He's not running the ball a lot. It's because they didn't really have to. Yeah. Well, now they're in a position where it's like, look, whatever we have to do to win, we're going to do it. And he's in the same mindset. So I think that, you know, not a lot of people are going to pay all the way up for him. I think Mm -hmm. the fact that Mahomes is right underneath him um, is a good thing for him. Um, I think that a lot of people would rather say, oh man, I'll just pay $200 less for Mahomes. Yeah. But Mahomes on the road. Yep. I, I don't think that he has the same sort of ceiling this week that, Allen does just because Allen is now running again. So I, I really like that. Yeah. And and I don't know if he's on your, your player pool, but I'm just really stuck on this Mahomes situation this week. Um, and I don't, I don't have a clear, a clear take on it in sense of like, like I, I very clearly like Josh Allen. And so that's what yeah. I'm talking about. Like my gut's telling me that I'm rolling with that. I don't like Mahomes on the road necessarily. I think Cincinnati's defense is better than people give him credit for. Um, I can I think, also see this game just being a weird game with super high expectations and not like shooting out to the way people think it might. I think that there'll be a fair amount of scoring in the game. Um, I think that Cincinnati's defense, if you look at the home and road splits, they play much better at home. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a pretty good pass rush this year too. So they can get after Mahomes a little bit. And you and the MO on Mahomes is if you can kind of rush – he's not going to move around a whole lot, right? Yeah. So Mahomes is one of those guys where, look, I, I don't I don't ever fully fade Mahomes because he's Mahomes. I I'll have one lineup with him with the Chiefs stack, and I yep. love the Bengals this week, so I love the runbacks on the other side. But for me, um, if it's not going to be Josh Allen, I'm going to go to Kyler Murray at 7,300. Interesting. I, I, I had some – Thoughts on him, but yeah, I was stuck there too. So let's hear it. So that they're much like, uh, much like the Bills, they're mm-hmm. now in must-win mode too. Yeah. They were cruising for so long. They've dropped these games. Kyler's starting. He's healthy now. He's running around a little bit again. You know, he had that one big run last week, which kind of tilts things out. But he's got the opportunity for that. Yeah. The last. Four weeks since he's came back, he's gone for 59, 61, 3, which is not great, but 74 yards. Yeah. If you give me the opportunity and the upside for those kind of points, I mean, even last week against a really good defense in Indy, he put up 22 points. And yeah. I don't think, you know, Dallas loves to bring pressure. I think this is a classic guy that, like, that some of those Niners teams that Kyler Murray would just beat up on just because he can run, I think Dallas could be kind of open to that as well because they bring a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. right? So I, I like Kyler. I don't think a lot of people are going to play him this week. I think I a think, lot of people are going to play Stafford right below him. And I yeah. think, you know, a lot of people are going to play Brady, obviously, because he's playing the Jets. I think he's kind of in a nice happy middle there where he's a guy that I, I want to have a fair amount of exposure to. And again, the nice part about this week is you don't have to have him in 25% of your lineups to be over the field. Right. He's going to be like six to 8% on max. Right? Yeah, totally. I, I see it. You know what I mean? He's throwing the ball over 40 times a game. Like they're the offense is very clear what they want to do. Connor's banged up. You know, I don't think they're going to turn the bell cow duties over to Edmonds and give him 25 touches, you know, on the ground. Well, like, they, well they did last week. No, I know, but I, I don't, just don't think that's a path for them to beat Dallas, right? No, run, but like, that, between the tackles. But you saw it last week how much more dynamic is oh, Edmonds is in the passing yeah. game. And again, totally. this, is, this is a formula that's worked well for me this year is playing a pass catching running back with their quarterback. To yep. not only differentiate yourself in some of these larger three max and single entries that we play, yep. but I, I, you're just gobbling up. If he's going to get that workload, you're just gobbling up so much touchdown equity, and it's just kind of a who's who yeah. uh, of who he's going to be throwing the ball to when Hopkins is out. It, it's very difficult to to find out. So the stack I like is Kyler, Edmonds, and then Ertz 
And then you mm. can, it's not a really expensive stack. You can basically just get whoever else you want with that, right? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I like it. Um, I mean, right down the board. I mean, right above that, like my second guy on my board is Tom. Like, I, I'm not going to continue. I haven't faded him all year. I'm not going to continue now. Yeah. Uh, very easily, this game could be 28 nothing at halftime, right? But I'm willing to roll the dice here as always that, like, hopefully that path runs through Brady in the passing game and he just absolutely pounds the hammer and then, you know, coasts into the second half, which is fine. You know, if he gets me three, four touchdowns, um, you know, 300 yards passing halfway through the third quarter, great. So I just hit value, you know, or hit what I'm uh, looking to accomplish. Like, wow, some some people are going to be stressing, you know, and sweating it through the end. So he's playing yeah. the worst defense in the league. Like, I mean, I mean, again. look, even even when Fournette was in, in there and he was healthy, they've shown that they're a passing offense, right? Yeah. It's just it's just how it is, you know. Antonio coming back last week, you know, they, they definitely looked better. Yeah. Um, he just adds another dimension to that. Um, I still like Tyler Johnson in that stack as kind of a sneaky punt play. I like the yeah. run back options on the other side. Um, Michael Carter has shown that he's going to get the lion's share of the work, mm-hmm. especially in the passing game. So cheap run back options on the other side of that Brady game. Really, really like that. Um, and I don't think that you need to get too crazy if you don't want to, like maybe just like a Brady and a Gronk or yeah. a Brady and Antonio, and then just I mean, kind of e- move on. Evans may be back this week, you know, if you want to just go ham and, and fucking double stack, well, you can, but. So he's dealing with the the heel, but he's still on the COVID list. Yeah, I guess um, he was practicing he was on like, at the facility, which is yeah, he which is an indication that they're most likely going to bring him back. Right. But again, in in a match against the Jets, right? Even when Evans has been in there and healthy with Godwin, with Antonio, I mean, Antonio is getting a hell of a lot of the volume share there. So, yeah, um, you know, I I even like playing Antonio just kind of as a one-off when you can fit him in this week, just because his price is, his price is right. Yeah. I was going to say the the one thing from what I've been reading though, he is going to be the highest owned player on the slate this week, but rightfully so. I mean, He's the number one right now in that offense Look, against the Jets. So I, this, I have no is, problem eating that. This is a week where if you want to play one of those guys, everything else I think is going to be so right. spread out that like as long as your aggregate ownership isn't like wild a wild number, I think you're going to be just fine. If that's somebody that you really want to play, we always talk about it, right? Like play the guys that you think are going to fall out. Yep. If, you know, if he's 25, 30% owned, if he's getting into like the 55 to 60% owned category, right, right, maybe, but on a 14 game slate, really, really hard for me to believe at 6,100 that Antonio Brown's going to be over 30% owned. Like, I just don't see it happening this week. Totally. All right. What do you got below that? Um, so scrolling down a little bit more, um, again, they, they, you know, jumped his price up a bunch this week. Um, but Joe Burrow. Right. Yeah. His projections this week are not very great, but look, they weren't great last week. And what did he go out and do now? Look, we called it on the pod last week. I'm not saying he's going to go out and throw for the third most passing yards again, but we played him a lot last week specifically because he has the ability to do that. They're not worried about, Oh, well, you know, we don't want Burrow to throw X amount of times. Right. Yeah, I think this is a classic spot where he oh he went off last week. We're gonna go to play somebody else. Dak sixty seven hundred, Herbert sixty eight hundred. Two guys that I don't necessarily dislike. Yeah, but I'm going right back to Burrow. Him and the Chase thing. Um, you know, if you want to go back to Higgins, Higgins is priced up. I kind of like if you want to go a double stack Boyd, throwing him in there, or you could throw Mixon in there as well. But I mean. For my money, Joe Burrow, I mean, you know, they're playing the Chiefs. I don't think it's going to be that low scoring of a game. I think that they're going to have to score some points. And the Chiefs are most susceptible through the air. The run defense has actually been pretty good um, of late. Um, But, you know, they got the pass rush going again. I think they're going to run some quick stuff to, to chase. And that's where he really excels, right? That Those slants that he just takes. I mean... I mean, I'm going back to Burrow. Um, you know, he his projection, like I said, isn't great, but like I really don't care. I, I think that he's gonna 
pretty safe floor, and I think he's got the same sort of ceiling that we've maybe not last week, like in the like 40s, right? But 30, sure. Yeah, yeah. The one thing that I, I again, I, I just have a weird feeling about this game, and I'll probably pick off pieces here and there. I just don't know. For me, this is going to be the stack point where I'm going to like hang my hat this week. Fair and enough. it's weird because I like both offenses. Both teams are good. I just see this as being like you know, almost two heavyweights kind of slugging out, but I don't think it's going to be like the shootout people project. I could be totally wrong. This game's now that I say that it's going to be 42, 38, but, um, (laughs) you know, um, I'll definitely have pieces for sure. I, I, it makes sense. So, um, well, who do you like in that? Like next little range from like 69 down to like, you know, 59. There's two guys I like in this range. Um, the first one I'll kind of hit on is a guy who I think is going to go sleeper mode here, uh, which I'll, similar to you and Burrow, I play this guy every week. Um, he had a down week last week and still put up decent numbers, and that's Justin Herbert. Um, yep. Another team that has to win. Uh, yep. Absolutely, they are right now on the outside looking in. Um, they get Denver at home. What I like about it is Denver does have a good defense, but their run defense is what's awesome, right? Yes. Their pass defense, they are solid, but like they're they can be exposed. Herbert went for 302 touchdowns last time he played them. Yep. He now gets them at home. He's gonna have Mike Williams back. He's gonna have yep. Keenan Allen back. Yep. Eckler out of the backfield. I just think this is a really sneaky spot where I think even though it's gonna be a very spread out slate, that I think you could get like sub 10% over like stack across the board with you with each of these guys. So um, I think it's pretty sneaky there. Yeah. I mean, he was my next guy below Burrow uh, in this range. I think Eckler's going to have a massive, massive game this week. You talked about it. And right? I think he's going to do it through the air. hundred percent. Right. Yeah. You know, we've seen some of those, I think he had like a nine catch game. He had maybe a 10 catch game, but like we could see that again, right? He was out last week with COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd been practicing no problem all week. He was off the COVID list on Sunday. So yeah. he's he had that little like hip injury too that had been nagging him. So this might be like really, really good. And this is like almost like playing a guy off a of bye week. Right? Yeah, I'm just looking right now. Eckler's last stat line four weeks ago against Denver he only had 31 yards on the ground and still put up 22 points because through the air, he was six or 68 with a touchdown receiving. So I I just think it's a really nice stack, uh, you know, afternoon hammer um, at home, another must win team, you know? So Uh, I'm, I'm with that. Um, Scrolling down a little bit more. um, I mean, I, I know he didn't really have to do a whole lot, but I don't know why Tua is priced down here at 5,800. Um, you don't need to go crazy and stack him. There's one guy that you need to stack him with, and that's it, and that's Waddle, mm-hmm. right? I mean, let's go crazy. Like, just, I mean, 5,800. <laughs> I mean, Waddle, he he's still not priced up enough, right? Yeah. Um, so that's a stack that, I mean, he's only 6,700. For the type of volume that he is getting, he should be priced up with Jamar Chase and Stephon Diggs. I mean, he's producing like those guys. So if we're going to go down that in that range, Tua at 5,800 makes a ton of sense to me. Do you have any interest, kind of skipping back up real quick, do you have any interest in Hurts this week? I do have some interest in Hurts last week or this week. I think it was a little bit of an aberration. Yeah. Uh, that he didn't really have any rushing yards last week. Um but no because he kicked, these, he kicked these guys' ass last what, two weeks ago. Yeah, no Man. Miles, no Miles Sanders, um, no Jordan Howard. So it's going to be Boston Scott in the backfield, which is not somebody that you know. I don't think that Philadelphia is super keen on. Um, I think Jalen is just fine. I love the stacking options. Um, I love price, Smith. Price is I, right. I love Goddard. You know, it's a cheaper yeah. stack. I always like running it back on the other side with McLaurin. Um, Philadelphia yeah. defense is just not that good. Washington's um, just been so tough to play anyone though. I, I, I love, I love Terry, but you, I don't think you, you need to bring it back here, dude. Uh, I think Terry is going to be like less than a per, like a percent or two owned. 
And I mean, he I is. I mean, we're going on five could, straight games. He hasn't broke ten points. Yeah, he could, but he could break the slate. He, yeah, right? yeah. So he's getting the targets. Nobody has had more contested targets in the NFL this year than Terry McLaurin. Okay, so he's still producing at some sort of level. You know, we're talking about GPPs and some of these bigger tournaments that we're playing. I, I really like him, and if you're gonna do a big stack. I think you're killing yourself and you're just limiting your upside for the leverage that you're gaining on the rest of the field by not playing McLaurin. Yeah. If you just wanted to play like Hertz and Goddard and just move on, but if you're going to do a Hertz, Smith, Goddard, I think you got to <laughs> run it back with Terry. I think you're doing a big, big disservice to yourself by not um, just because of the upside that he presents. At one of these, one of these times, all it takes is on one of these deep throws that they're targeting him is someone to fall down, right? Or him to just pop open and then there you go. You know, he's only 6,300. He's not up in the sevens. So you're not breaking the bank to go get him. Yeah. Um, I definitely have some interest in that stack. I just don't know how heavily I'm going to be on it this week. Okay. That's fair enough. Um, you got any dumpster divers? I mean, the elephant in the room. There's one guy I'm playing down below, you know, 6K. Um, so. We're, I mean, so let's talk about it. Like, if Trey Lance plays this week, right? Yes, I'll be playing him. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to. Um, what first off, just off the cuff, like, obviously, we're Niner fans, right? So, we're going to be biased here, but I mean, we've talked about playing like neck and some of these like horrifically bad quarterbacks whenever oh, they yeah. get to this price point, right? Like, no one's off the table when they're 4,800 in, in an NFL slate. He might um, be the highest owned quarterback if he starts this week. Yeah, but I was, I mean, again, early projections, right? But I'm seeing like 11%. So he may be high, but he's not going to be like 28, you know, no, or, I or mean, 20. So that's what we said kind of at the top of the, of the show, right? Yeah. That's really going to be high ownership for a quarterback this week. Right. So if you want to play Trey Lance at, at at eleven percent ownership, yeah, go for it. Um, I think the one like edge that you can get on people is playing him with some of the pass catchers, and everyone thinks that if he plays, he's going to run that same wing T style offense that they played against Arizona, and I just don't think that's going to be the case. I don't think so um, either. I'll definitely have some with him where it's just just playing Trey naked by himself because I think that's okay. And the Niners' offense is so spread out. But I think in, in, in my largest field tournaments, I think he's a great guy to go stack with Kittle and Debo or if you want to do Kittle and Ayuk, however you want to slice it. If yeah. you want to just gobble up all of the rushing upside and just play him, Mitchell, and um, in Kittle, I think that's mm -hmm. an interesting way to go about it, but there's just a lot of options there. And yeah. I think it's, uh, I think it's, it's going to be so hard to get away from at that price. It's like, you know, you know, what well, are we doing here? Yeah. I mean, we're going to get to it in the next spot here, but I mean, it, the elephant in the room is, jo is Jonathan Taylor this week, right? Who's in yeah. a magnificent, magnificent spot. You've also got Cooper cup and an absolute amazing smash spot versus a team where T Higgins just went for 40 DK points. Right. So exactly. if you want to afford some of these guys, you know, you've got to get cheap. I think Lance probably has 18 to 20 point upside. Yeah. Um, which sure. is absolutely, you know, four X uh, I'll, I'll gladly take. Um, yeah. I'm with you. I, I think if you do it for me personally, I will be double stacking it because I think that's the way he gets there. I don't think he's, by just running the ball, going to get us 20 points. That would be yeah. pretty wild. I And I think Kyle, they need to win this game, right? The Niners have to win. I think he's going to lean heavily on Debo, heavily on Kittle, and get this kid easy pass, you know, catching – or, you know, easy throws yep. over the middle, like nothing crazy. Um, I think it's a path that you have to consider – if he starts on Sunday, Houston's not a good team, right? So it's like you get the Niners at home, must win spot, 4,800. He's taking all the reps this week. Like if he's not going to do it now, then the Niners are in deep shit anyways, right? Yes. So 
So and and the and we've got my favorite guy back from the COVID list, so we can run back on the other side is Brandon Cooks, right? Oh, I thought you were gonna say Chris Conley. No, <laughs> no, Brandon Cooks. He's gonna be back. He's gonna again get you know his ten to twelve targets and yeah. has two touchdown upside. Um, probably the best two touchdown upside just because how bad the Niners secondary is. I mean, it so, got, it, it, let's hope he gets some Ambry Thomas on him and, you know, we're, we're golden, baby. So, well, you know, teams have just lined, lined, you know, they've purposely gone at Ambry Thomas over and over again. I don't see why they would do anything different with David Mills, a rookie quarterback back there. Yeah. And Brandon Cooks, right? Yep. But that does it for me, man. I mean, I, I think that pretty much wraps up my quarterback, quarterback yeah. player pool, uh, which, I, I again, I seem like I have a lot of guys here, but it's a 14-game slate. Um, yeah. And some interesting thoughts just real quick on it is, like, I heard this is an interesting week. I think play, obviously, the big main slate, play your tournaments, play whatever. But you can very easily break this slate into two, right? Yep. Like, you could play a, a lot of morning slate only. You could play a lot of afternoon slate only. Um I think it's uh, it's interesting to like, just kind of get different and get weird and, and away from the masses, right? Like, yeah, I this think- is going to be a very high scoring week with this many games. So just be cautious of you know expecting to play three dollar two hundred thousand person tournaments yeah. and like take it down, right? Like yeah, there's going to be a lot of variance this week. So mix it I, up. I think I think personally this week it's a week to whatever your bankroll that you normally play, if you pay play $200 a week across like 10 different lineups or like, you know, 15 different lineups, you play that $200 across, you know, six lineups. It'll force you to condense things down. It'll mm-hmm. get you into some smaller field, high to higher dollar amount tournaments where you don't have to score, you know, 220 points to win yep. or to, to get a solid cash. Right. So I think that's a good point to bring up. And the other thing, too, that I like to look at is that naturally a bill just comes and I've got no afternoon players in there. You can just take that same lineup and just go put it in. Just play it in afternoon. So yeah. Yeah, in, in a morning only or an afternoon only slate. I think that's a, I think that's a good way to go. Definitely, man. Well, let's jump to running backs here. Um, let's start 7K and above. What, what are you thinking? I mean, I don't think we really need to talk about Jonathan Taylor a whole bunch. He's in an absolute smash spot. Raiders just had five more defensive players go out on COVID this week. Um, I don't really care. I don't think he's going to be very highly owned. Um, yeah, I'm seeing like 18, 20% maybe. Yeah, get all, all day. Um, Austin Eckler, again, we talked about it. Um, in a stack, not in a stack, doesn't matter. He's going to be probably my favorite guy. Um, up in the high sevens. What about hmm. you? Interesting. Okay. Yeah, no, I see it. I, I like it for what you talked about with Eckler. Obviously, when you look at it surface level, I was not on him to start the week, but obviously when you dig in more, Denner is very susceptible to pass catching backs. So yeah, I think that's a very sneaky play. Obviously, like Taylor, the only other guy above 7K that I have some interest in is Mixon. Um, yeah. And that's going to be where I try to get a little bit different. I talked about picking off pieces of that Kansas City Cincinnati game. For me, I can very go. I, I can very much go like a mix and Kelsey, you know, with some other stacks, or I could yep. go, um, you know, whatever. But I, Mixon's going to be a guy that I kind of just flop into some of these lineups to just get a piece of it and get a little bit different. So, yep. I mean, um, I, I like Mixon. Yeah. I think that you know, I think you can play him with Burrow if you want to. Um, they like to throw him the ball a little bit. Uh, six catches last week, so pretty good. So, I mean, this is a guy that you know, in in honor of Joey, um, you know, <laughs> Chubb, who he just has a big old chubby for at seventy eight hundred. Um, Kareem Hunt still has not practiced yet this week. Um, if you haven't practiced by Thursday, wait, hold on, uh, wait, what are you looking at here? Kareem Hunt. Cleveland's not on the slate, are they? Uh, yeah, they are. You said seventy-eight hundred. Yeah, Nick Chubb, right here. You're looking at a different slate, my man. Pretty sure. Oh, uh, right. I added in the uh, yeah. There you go. The Monday slate. I was like, wait a second. How did I miss Nick Damn Chubb? It. All right, hold on, hold on, hold User on. User error. On. Don't worry. Damn it, that really sucks. Yep. Because I was go doing back to the board. Stuff that. Okay, Get back well. to the board. Uh. Real quick well, to kind of I mean, pick up the slack. Below that, just as everyone knows, 
Uh, it's looking like the highest owned running back of the week is going to be David Montgomery. That is well, well warranted as well. Right. I mean, we saw lineups, but hundred percent. Like, I I don't know why he wasn't last week. Um, The Giants are pedophile, man. You got, you got have to pick somewhere to go back to. I think a little bit of a hot take. I think the Giants might win this game. (laughs) Don't ask I mean, me why I think that. It's not based in any sort of like fact. It's just a gut feeling that I think this game is going to be closer. I think it's going to be a little bit more high scoring than people think as well. That is a tremendously bold take. Not only are the Giants going to possibly win this, but like there's going to, this isn't going to be like a 10 to 7 game. That's too oh, no. bold to this. Oh, no. I mean, we got an over. What in any. What gives you that impression for anything that you've seen from the Giants in the last like six weeks? Well, I know Chicago's not good, but when you have two, sh- so so take a look like today, Vinny. All the college games, right? I know it's hard to compare college and NFL, but we had all these shit. There was like a a, a grad assistant playing quarterback for South Carolina. <laughs> Everyone thought these games were going to go under. Almost every single one of them went over. Yeah. No, it's a much different situation, bowl games, whatever. I think that out of all the games this week that has a chance that's just like a real, like, real dirtbag, real shithole game, I think <laughs> this is the one. I don't know if you can play a lot of people from it. Um, like, what do you even do here? Like, what do you mean shoot out? I'll play, maybe I'll just play the defenses. Uh, that call played out for me well yeah, last so, week. Two terrible teams. Exactly. So, like, that, that, that's, that's a, space that you can go to get weird right like yeah. if you want to play montgomery i think you have to play chicago's defense along with them right i think you're doing yourself a massive disservice if you don't right because you've got jake from or neck throwing the ball back there and you know we're not doing any more neck bets i'm done with that that was one and done <laughs> right but i am going to be betting the over on this game this week um because i think it's i think it's not going to go like crazy but I think it's not out of the realm of possibility where it ends up, you know, 28-21 or 28-24 or something like that. Wow. Okay. Bold. All right. Well, below Montgomery, I mean, here's where I'm stuck on the week. Okay. Between, I, I, I mean, I have a player pool of like eight guys between 6,300 and 5,700 that I like. 5,400, let's just say. My God. Uh, you, you want me just to rattle them off and you tell me who you like? Yeah, just, just shoot me off who you got. Ronald Jones, uh, Rashad Penny, Eli Mitchell, Swift, Damian Williams, Sony Michelle, Chase Edmonds, and Devin Singletary. I think all those guys are very much playable this week. Sing- Singletary's a fade. I don't want anything to do with him. Just no thanks. Um, Allen's just running too much. He's just calling his number too much. And especially when they get down to the goal line, they're just going to trust him to either run it or throw it in. Um, Swift, I have a ton of interest in. He'll be in. He's certainly in my – just way too cheap. Um, Coming off an injury, he didn't play last week. I actually like that they didn't force him to play last week so Mm -hmm. he can be ready to go this week. Um, I think that that is a positive. Um, Ronald? uh, no, I don't see. See, like, I'm big on the on the, on the Bucks passing game. Just, which he's I, just too expensive at 6,300. I yeah, get he's why he's quite a bit. Get why he's priced there, right? Because Fournette's out. Um, but if you're telling me that I can play, you know, Montgomery for 200 bucks more, or exactly, or drop down and play Saquon for 6,000, Elijah Mitchell for 6,000, DeAndre Swift. All right, those are like three that. guys. All right, that, I'm, scra- I'm scratching Rojo off. Um, Sony Michelle at 50. Yeah, I think he's in a pretty good spot. I think he's in a good spot. I would rather play Daryl Williams, I think, this week. Um, CEH is out. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's not going to be in there. They have a few other guys, but Daryl Williams is, is the guy that Andy, Andy yeah. Reed and Eric Bianami know and trust. He gets a Damian lot of work. Williams. No, Darrell. Darrell which, Williams you, which Williams are you talking about? Darrell Williams, Kansas City. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Who the I hell are saying, you talking I keep saying Damien. He's, he, he's on Chicago. Darrell. I got you. Darrell. I got you. 
okay, he can pass block really well. He plays in the two-minute. I think that he is a massive steal at 5,800. I think he's going to get a lot of volume this week, and he might be one of my favorite plays this week. And then the guy right below him, we talked about him, Chase Edmonds, right? Yeah. Um, he's limited, but, I mean, he's fine. They're just making sure that they're not going to overpractice him. But at 5,700 in a game that I think is going to be a little bit of a shootout and may have a chance to be the highest scoring game uh, on the entire slate, um, I really, really, really like him. Um, yeah. And Ve- Vegas agrees with me, by the way. Um, they have the highest total in this game of the week at 51 and a half right now. Um, just a half a point higher than the KC and Cincinnati game at 51. Yeah. So um, those are my guys in that range. Anybody you disagree with or is there anybody lower that you've taken a look at? I, I mean, the only guy know. below that really uh, that I think you could go to that you don't have to is Michael Carter at 5,100. Yeah. I mean, he's just, I was, I got a little nervous his first week back from injury when he was splitting touches with Kevin Coleman. I was like, come on guys. But last week he got back on track. He took back over the the, the main role, delivered with 17 points. Um, I mean, he's just a really good player. Like the Jets should be playing him, you know, every down if they can. He went down a hundred dollars from last week. So that's cool. Um, Maybe they saw the matchup versus Tampa, but he's like the only guy I, I think is playable in the Jets, really. Maybe Elijah Mitchell becomes – or I'm sorry, uh, Elijah Moore, but um, that's pretty much it. Anyone you got below that? Um, like down, like low, low? I mean, what do you think about – are you going back to Sex Rex? No. <laughs> the no. two-touchdown aberration from last Dude, week? That was like – I, I, this must be wrong, but I thought I read that was like <laughs> – his only hundred yard rushing game in his like career or and like eight years or something like something wild like that. I mean why would it be? I mean he played on the Patriots <laughs> and then he played on the Broncos, I think. He was in like three back time shares the whole time. Then finally last week against the Chargers and their abysmal run defense, he just like goes crazy. So maybe like, that maybe that was accurate. I thought I heard that and I like double took him. Like that can't be right. Like that's played I mean, ten years. I mean shit. <laughs> I mean it might, it, it might that's so bad. That's really so no, bad. I will not be going back to sex Rex. I mean, it's it's a thought. I don't know how great of a thought, but I mean, I think you have to give Boston Scott some consideration, right? Oh, that's like a good if, call. if, if yeah. those guys don't play, my only my only drawback, my detractor from that would be, you know, Kenny Gainwell. Uh, yeah, he's banged up too. I like he's he's got some like he he did practice in full on Thursday. Um, I mean, it's going to be a split between Gainwell and Scott, right? Which is okay, but I, I need to one hundred percent know that Jordan Howard's not playing because I, I don't think nothing's play. nothing's going to trigger me more on Sunday when Jordan Howard so punches was, two was, in. He was, yeah, he was. If if he is active, you will get me playing zero percent of him. Let me let me just look up real quick. <laughs> um, because I, I I think I'm it's questionable. But I, I'm just going to scratch them off. If I see Jordan Howard's out, maybe I'll plug Scott in one or two. But um, all right, that, cool. that was my only thought. Way down there. Yeah. Um, all right, I like it. Uh, I mean, Al- Alex. My only other thought was Alex Collins um, practiced in limited fashion for the Seahawks. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. Right now, I just don't want much of anything to do with the Seahawks. That's just a toxic situation. So it's not um, great. It's 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 really everybody not great. hates each other. Everyone wants out. Like they're just they're a mess. Um, all right, we're running a little bit long here. Receivers that are one offs. All right, I've Give got some. Good, I've got some good ones. Fire away. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, I don't think we need to really talk too much about Cup um, and the guys up there. Uh, I, I think if you, I think if you have to choose, though, are you? Would you go Taylor or Cup? I, I don't think you can get them both in a lineup. I, mean, I think if you, you can. Go, if you go Lance, like Ayuk, I like, think I think you there, can. But, There's uh, enough value. All right, but if, but if you had to choose, would you go Cup or Taylor? I think I would probably go Cup. Um, okay. But There's it's so not. Much value it's back. not a big difference, right? Because I think that especially with Carson Wentz being out. They have no problem giving him the ball 30 times. 
I know. Like against a against a, a COVID ridden Raiders defense that is just okay. Um, and the Raiders actually have really good pass rush, right? So like I mean, we've seen Taylor have not so great games. Like Cup's floor is twenty to twenty five. Yeah. Um, the, the only other guy that is like toward the top, Wait, I think, is Waddle, right? Um, sixty-seven. Your favorite one-offs? Yeah. Well, so my I think my two favorite one-offs from the top um, that we haven't talked about in stacks or anything like that uh, would be AJ Brown, Waddle, and then Renfro. Or I think are my three. What about you? Okay. Yeah, I have some interest in Waddle for sure. I do like CD Lamb quite a bit. Um, I have Renfro too, but nothing. I mean, I had Lockett in here, but again, like I just don't want any piece of the Seattle freaking offense. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just pass on that. So um, going down, AJ, AJ Brown's interesting though. I mean, he yeah. looked like a freaking man child, but but Miami's defense bad. is good. Um, so. I think Miami's defense is good too, but I don't. I mean, if they're just going to force feed him the ball like the like the Miami did, Waddle yeah. against the Saints, pretty good defense. He, yeah. He's going to produce, and nobody is going to play him at seventy two hundred. Everyone's going to play CD. People are going to play T Higgins after that monster game last week. People are yep. going to play Waddle. Um, yep. totally. But going going down. Uh, who do you like in like the like six thousand and below range? Um, I think barring weather and you know what we were talking about pre-show, uh, Tiny Hands doesn't have to play in the rain. I do like Amon St. Brown. Um, yeah. he's turning into a really good football. I mean, not turning into. He's obviously been a good football player, but yeah. Um, he's a badass man. He's a really good guy, really good player. Um, if golf's back, I mean. Shit, this guy caught, you know, 26 points with Penny Boyle last week. So I think he's got to be considered, right? So, yeah, I, I like that one. He's priced up. No one's going to play him. Cooks is obviously my guy. Um, yeah. If we're going, I, I, down- I think you got to consider Pittman a little bit, especially if you're going to be on that fade train of G, you know, Taylor. Uh, yeah. Not fade, but if you're not going to have him in the lineup, he's definitely someone you should keep an eye on. Are you yeah, rolling back to your boy, Tyler Boyd, this week? Uh yeah, I'll definitely have Tyler. He's he's too cheap, so I'll have him in boy in uh in Burrow stacks. He's a big great play, run- big play Boyd. Yeah, he's a great run back as well. To uh, I think you know Higgins is going to demand some sort of extra coverage. Same with Chase. Mm-hmm. And Boyd could easily be the the man that's they're like, hey, look, if Tyler Boyd's going to beat us, he's going to beat us. Yeah. Um, I actually like as a one-off for his price. I know the QB situation is just a fucking mess. But DJ Moore, um, the, yes. he's the only guy, right? He, I mean, he has the you know one of the one of the lowest bust rates. So he's got one of the lowest floor or, or best floors this week, just because that's all they got, man. I know so at fifty six hundred. He's got the ability to score 25 to 30. And if I he does you. that, I mean, that could Bananas be time. that could be a game winner for you. Well, I got a guy below that that I think pops for I'm gonna say at least 150 yard touchdown. But I think okay. he he bombs one this week. And that's big man Van Jefferson. You're going uh, Van. Okay. 5,300. Okay. We've seen Baltimore just get blasted every week through the air. Yep. Uh, it's tough to, you know, to, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm debating on Stafford this week. Obviously, Cup's a great play, but um, I think he's going to have opportunities to absolutely take the top off of this defense. That's just a shambles. So um, I think Van pops a 50 yarder plus this week. I like it. Um, in that same game, just on the other side, I think Rashad Bateman is a guy that I have a lot of interest in. I, I have him over head too. Yeah, uh, forty eight hundred is just way too cheap for the volume that this guy is getting right now. I mean, there's yep. two people that are a part of that passing offense, and basically the entire offense yeah. is it's Bateman and it's Andrews, right? Yeah, those are two guys that I think are just fantastic options this week, um, and. It's, it's going to be really, really tough to ignore. Them. Yep. No doubt about it. And then below that, man, I got one guy that I have interest in. The rest of the I, I've debated on, um, and that is I, – I, 
can't believe I'm saying this. He's becoming like a main priority in this offense and like a decent player for them. And that's Zay, jo- Zay Jones. Oh, 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 okay. Uh, so we have I mean, different we have different dumpster dives. All right. Oh, last last two weeks, Zay Jones has had eight targets and nine targets. We know Indy's a pass funnel, right? Like, oh, they're probably gonna be trailing. Carr is gonna keep continue throwing to him at 3,900, like um Edwards, who was supposed to be a mixture of Terrell Owens and Randy Moss I heard before the season has got he just can't, one he target just can't, a game. He just can't get separation. No. Um, I think that they want to try and get him the ball. They, he just can't separate, and it, can't. it's just killing people. So know? Zay Jones, I mean, double-digit points the last two weeks, major targets. He hasn't even been scoring touchdowns. So if he pops one in at 3,900 there, you're talking 17 to 20 points. Like, I think he's a great play. So my guy – at 3,700, who actually has become like a fixture of the offense is Braxton Berrios at 3,700. Oh, um, man. I mean, you, I mean, just go look at his targets and the involvement. Uh, yeah. he, he just can't, you know, and he plays special teams. So if you get the odd, you know, I don't think this is really going to happen against a good team like Tampa Bay, but, right, you get a special team score with him. Mm-hmm. The, the Jets are going to go all out and try and win this game. Um Sala is not a guy in his first year to just kind of sit back and like, well, yeah, yeah. whatever. Like they're going to run like fake punts. They're going to run all kinds of weird shit like that. So I think if you're going to go down, I think he has a pretty safe floor to be honest with you. I mean, I think he's got like a 10 point floor and I, he's got legitimate upside. Like they're throwing him the ball a lot. So like, it's right. a really like, stomach turning thought but like if you just go back and look at the usage like it's kind of hard to ignore what Barrios has done at least the past you know four or five weeks uh in that offense he's kind of especially since Zach Wilson has come back yeah he's kind of just taken off right yeah all right I mean 11 10 and 15 the last three weeks man I mean you kind of can't ignore that for a guy who's 3700 Right. Oh, I, I get you. So you know, That's if he's a, gonna get, you're right. It makes my stomach turn, but I'm in. You know, they even he they gave him like a weird little gadget play that he got like a rushing touchdown on. They just they they want to try and get him the ball, and you know, I, I, Elijah Moore is an interesting play, but you know, for a, a great you know run back in that game, if you're gonna play Brady stack, I love bringing it back with Mil uh, with uh with Barrios and then Michael Carter are my two favorite runbacks. All right. Cool. What about tight ends? Who's a tight end? I mean, so we talked about it a little bit, right? Mark Andrews is priced appropriately, but holy mm-hmm. shit. Uh, how is Travis Kelsey? You know, I know he's been really quiet, right? But I mean, I've got interest in all three. I think it's a good week to pay up for tight end. I think it is Because I don't too. think a lot of people are going to do it. Yeah. Um, so really, I mean, I, I can't really find much fault wrong with any of these top three guys. I think if Lance plays, people will be scared off of Kittle, especially since he only had, you know, four points last game. Um, but against Houston, I mean, Houston's fucking terrible. And this is a game that the Niners have to have. And if it is Lance playing, they're not going to shut it down early because they're going to want to try and get him some experience throwing the ball. Um, so I think that, you know, either any one of these guys, I think Mark Andrews is probably going to be a little bit lower owned just because of how high, highly priced he is. But you can't ignore the type of attention that he's getting in that offense right now. Yep. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Kelsey, Kittle, Gronk up top for me. Um Again, part of stacks, right? I like Knox. Yep. I like Goddard. Um, one guy, or I guess two guys that are down lower uh, that I have a little bit of interest in if you're going to pay down. Gerald Everett, uh, 4,100 for Seattle. I know I don't want much of that, but oh. he's still a guy getting eight to ten targets a week oh. because Russ is just phased DK Metcalf out of the lineup outside of that one play last week. Um, and then Cole Komet because, Jim, you're, you know, your, your prediction of the Giants and – and Bear is a game popping off. He's got to be a part of that, right? So, yep. Uh, I think Komet's a fantastic option this week. I think he missed. I mean, I mean, you missed two guys that I really have a lot of interest in this week, and it's Goddard and Schultz. Um, I, I like mean, Goddard. 
Schultz mm-hmm. is the is the touchdown machine around the goal line because they have so many other weapons. So when they run those little play actions, dude, his touchdowns, there's nobody within like 20 yards of the guy. It is unbelievable. There's um, a lot of weapons there, man. He's the forgotten man, and he's really exactly. good. I like Komet at 3,400. Um, if we're going down, I, <laughs> I've got a little bit of a interesting play, um, oh, but it's part of the philosophy. I really hate that Wentz is not playing. He um, may play. He, he may. If he plays, I'm going to have a good amount of Mo Alley Cox. Okay. It's tight end against the Raiders. He's one of those weird guys that just goes for like a random spike week. Um, he's had one spike week. Hey, he's the guy <laughs> that he can get randomly like three to four touchdowns. And if you're going to be in a lineup playing Cooper Cup instead of playing Jonathan Taylor, you're telling yourself that the touchdowns are going to go elsewhere. Where else are they going to go? They're either going to go to Pittman or they're going to go, I think, to Mo Alley-Cox. So, I just don't think he's a good football player. Like, I think he's a good athlete. And, like, every time I see him with the ball in his hands, it's like, holy shit, that's Vernon Davis. And then, I, like, I don't he, disagree. like, trips on, over his feet and, you know, falls after three yards. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you, but the fact is, is they throw the fucking ball to him a lot. They <sighs> More than they should probably, but all right, I'm with you. He's cheap. And then if you're looking for a real shit stabber punt play at 2,500, the dead men, Daniel Brown um, has been the guy for New York. Um, he's God. he's where if you just need salary savings, you know, he's got like a projection, a floor projection of like eight to nine points this week in a pass funnel against Tampa Bay. See, I, I think mean, an interesting, I think an interesting play down that 2K is you can go Brevin Jordan. At 2,800, yeah. he's seen seven targets in four of the last couple of weeks, like 12 points and nine. If, like, if Fred Warner is playing. That's true. That's not a and great then player. Dre Greenlaw is now going to play this game, it looks like. Yeah, it's probably not um, spot for him, He's a much better cover linebacker than Al Shair was. Um, so I get it with Brevin Jordan. Um, I don't that's think fair. this week is the week. Um, I think next week, which is the last week you have a chance to play Brevin Jordan this week, would be a better week. Um, but, yeah, that's a, that's it for me for tight end. All right. Move on to defense. All right. Give me your low-to-blow defense. That is your hammer spot. Detroit Lions. Oh, dude. Too easy. All right. Um, kneecaps, Dan, the kneecap Dan Campbell is going to come out hot. Yeah, I mean, look that that the thing that you know, there, Dan Campbell. We people give him a lot of shit. Uh, the players that are in that locker room are clearly responding to it, and they, they play hard. Play, yeah, they play hard every fucking week, and that's yeah. really all you can ask for. Do they play harder than Seattle? A hundred percent. Seattle's a fucking mess, right? <laughs> They're gonna go on the road. They're gonna say, you know, if the weather's gonna be shitty, Russ is doing weird stuff with the ball. Um, if, if I'm going down low 2,400 for Detroit, you know, it's, it, you can pair it with Swift, right? So you get that correlation in there, right? Where if they get a turnover or something in the red zone, then they're most likely going to give the Swift and then away you go. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of where I'm looking, um, down low and I don't really have much interest elsewhere. I'm basically just going to play them unless you have somebody else that you can talk me into here. Um, I mean, it's going to roll kind of into my, my bold predictions. So if you want, I can just, yeah, that's fine. You can do that. I, I think this similar to the tight end week, I think you're going to see a defense break the slate. I, I think I it has, that, but okay. I think it has the potential for that. And it makes me okay. really nervous about like, I I'm with you. Detroit's my favorite defense, but it makes me really nervous that we get the Patriots defense at home versus the Jags. And Tampa versus the Jets. You got Philly's defense, who's been playing better versus Heineke. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm not too yeah, worried about Washington's have, defense, but I'm really worried about the Patriots here. Like, well, I think, I'll, I'll go, I'll go back. I, I can't pay that much for a defense. I just can't. I know. Um, I'm just telling you, like, I, I, I would not be shocked to see like New England throw up a 20 spot here or something. The Chicago Bears. I have them 3, on my 200. list. 
I think that's where your spike comes from. So they're much probably, for your shootout, but well, I guess they technically could no, we, shoot we, out. We talked about it, right? I think that uh, like a pick six or maybe two from a mm-hmm. horrible Giants team is certainly in play there, right? I think the Giants had the better offense overall, but you know, they, you know, the other spot, I can the other spot right around that zone that I was eyeing a little bit. I think could be a good bounce back week that no one's going to play is New Orleans at home versus Cam. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, think I, I could see one. multiple sacks. I could see multiple picks. One of them being taken to the house or something like that. Yeah. Place is gonna be rocking down there in Nola. Like New Orleans is a must-win spot, or they're gonna lose a playoff spot. That might be I, it, dude. I, I would, I would much rather play one of those two than than go all the way up. I just don't like paying up for defense. It's like you have to get a spike game in order for a $4,300 or a $3,900 defense to make. I hear what you're saying. I, my, my, my reasoning and thought process behind, we always talk about like telling the story, right? And it's like, I think the bucks and the Pats are going to get out to huge leads on these two terrible, terrible teams. That's going to force Lawrence and Zach Wilson to just absolutely have to like throw the ball. And that's just a recipe for disaster. These two guys have not played well all year. Um, but That's I hear I, I do think the Saints are in a really good spot. The Bears are in a really you know interesting spot. I also have the Colts on here. Um, I think they very easily could put a lot of pressure on Carr. He's not someone that turns the ball over a ton, but um, I think See, they I've could got, smother. I, I've well. got the most interest I think in paying up for the Niners just because of the amount of pressure that they generate. Um, yeah. But what happened and- to your boy Davis Mills? Well, look, I, like, I think Davis Mills is actually pretty fucking good. I know. Um, actually, you know what? Dude, I'm t- this is it. I'm looking at it here. Carr, his last three games, has thrown a pick in each game and fumbled the ball in each game. Yeah, fumbled I mean, losses. I don't know if that's, like, the best, like, thing. Like, that – But you're telling me, like – That's going to continue. Well, three games in a row he's had multiple turnovers. Like, that's not great. And I mean, now if Indy, Jimmy If Jimmy G plays, should, I, should we be playing the Texans? Yes. I play the I Texans mean, anyway. Not now. I'm oh, saying 20, I usually play the Texans. Texans are at 2,600. That's that's expensive. See, I would just rather play the Lions <laughs> at 24. Yeah, I mean, I, I – I, What's expensive for the Texans? The Texans are usually like 2,200. Where the hell are the Colts? Yeah, see, dude, the Colts are 2,900. Like, that's a pretty yeah, that's good fine. spot there. I so. be into that. All right. But, I mean, really, it's well, going to be Detroit unless I just happen to end up with a lot of extra salary that I can get up to. But really, I mean, I'm not going to prioritize going up to pay out for you. Okay, I'm, I'm locking it in here. It's the Saints or it's the Colts. All right. Mark in my words, that's one of my bold predictions. That those One of those teams goes for like 15. But Fair enough. All right, what do you got? Bold prediction? Let's do it. Terry that, was a semi, that was a semi-bold. But Terry McLaurin, 25 or more points this week. Whoa. That is coming out of left field. He has not broken double digits in like two months. This is what they're, they're called bold predictions for a reason, Ben. Ooh. I think we're going to see some wild shit this weekend, man. I'm just telling you. I, I think I think we're going to see a, somewhat, a running back in the 5Ks absolutely explode. Like you said, Daryl Williams that could be. It could be Chase Edmonds. Daryl so Williams was my second choice for uh, for the explosion, for the, for the bold take. I think you can see one of those, man. I also, yeah, I, I, I'm going to stick with those. I think you see a defense and a low-priced running back shake this slate. No, put, put some names on it. That's not bold. You got to put told some you. names on it. Who? Well, I need to see if Connor if Connor misses. I think it's Chase Edmonds. Okay, well then, but then you know, make that your bold pick. Go bold. It's okay to be wrong. These bold picks are not supposed to like hit, even though we've been doing pretty good on them. Um, All right. Well, here, here's here's my bold pick. Then I think, I think you got Justin Herbert and Mike Williams are the are the top stack of the weekend. Okay. Cool. Right there. I think points. I think you're not going to see quite Burrow and Higgins, but I think you could see like a combined like 55 out of those two. All right. I like it. That's it. So Mike Williams coming coming back off of the miss week, and he thinks that he's going to go to the top. I think you're um, going to see Fangio just trying to bottle that Keenan Allen and Mike Williams is just going to have a day. Fair enough. All right, that's guys. It. Well, that's going to do it for tonight. 
Um, as always, follow us on Twitter, Vinny at Vin, Vinny Levine. Vinny Levine 29. Vinny Levine 29. I'm, I'm just going to change it. Like, I, I'm going to see if I can buy like V or Vinny. Uh, at DFS Joey Levine, um, who's not with us. Uh, but he, he is going to try to. He's going to yeah, try to drop a solo tomorrow. He's going to have his solo pod. Uh, we'll probably have that up at some time tomorrow, shortly after this drops. And then at JJ McIntosh. Um, I uh, I was fortunate enough to make it into the finals of the $20 Millie Maker Best Ball this weekend. Um, so it was a very long road. Um, I was very fortunate. <laughs> and I have lots of my players now healthy. Um, so it's me against 234 other entries playing for a million. So, uh, I'm going to be posting some updates on my Twitter. Um, if you guys want to come sweat along with me, um, that's what it's going to be. You know, we get, we're guaranteed a minimum of a thousand, um, all the way up to a million. So, I mean, let's see what happens. Yeah. And I think, you know, we're, 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 we're trying out new things. Like we're, we're jumped on or I've jumped on a little bit uh, more prize picks. So I'm going to be sending out yep. some of my favorite picks there this weekend. And yeah, we should have some fun. So yeah, definitely follow along, uh, interact with us on Twitter. Um, you know, if you guys ever have some questions or something like that, I know all of our DMS are always open. Um, hop in there, check out the site. Everything's free. Um, and good luck this weekend. Peace. Later.